Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, I wanted to hop on the front and give kind of an explanation real quick. It's gonna sound like this was recorded back on January 6th. That's because it is. We had a lot of things falling apart behind the scenes for a minute. My computer stopped working about halfway through editing. I was already two weeks into editing, and then it took another two weeks to fix it. And then we had a major winter storm down here. We're in the Austin area. Everything was shut down. Literally, the power was out for a week straight. And it's just kind of a nightmare hopping back into getting everything done. So that's why this episode is so late. Thank you so much for your patience. Uh, I also, we've changed our Twitter handles like twice since we recorded this episode, so you'll hear some inserts later on. Um, But I hope you're having a great day and enjoy this episode. Thank you. Stop recording. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't, I don't know how you forgot I have most brain. It's been a that stressful it's day. A cold open. It's been a stressful day. <laughs> I called it a dry open. open. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know anything, and you it's... know this. You're editing this, so I'm not worried. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then f- whatever I say. <laughs> please leave that. Please just please do a beep over it. Uh, for anyone listening to this that listens to our other shows, I'm working on it. Sorry. You think this one will be out before those? <laughs> I really hope so, although our last episode of this still isn't out, and we because recorded that- Because it's never coming out. Seven months ago. It was a bad episode. <laughs> Man, the pandemic's hit hard. Do you want to talk about current events for a second? We are recording this as the Capitol burns. Well, um, no, don't be that specific because it's not burning yet. It could start burning. <laughs> okay, yeah, so that's true. You don't want to like play fast and loose with that description because well, it they might. did find an IED in oh, in the RNC, God. and it was safely detonated. Whatever that means. That means Bomb Squad came in and put a bucket over it and blew it up. <laughs> Where do you get that bucket? Are you telling me Lowe's doesn't carry that bucket? Honestly, because I'd I like to pick one up for myself. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Frankly, you, this is America, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, the capital was raided. Raided, essentially. Sack. I wouldn't. Well, they did take the podium. They did take a podium, not the podium. There's well, several podiums. It had the seal. Yeah, they. All I mean, do. it's an eagle, not a seal, but you know what I mean. Oh my god, man, we're back. 
<laughs> we're back in full swing. <laughs> and here we Anyway, and they're confirming, they're still going through the, um, like, official reading the electoral votes. But yeah, they're voting, and then, um, I don't want to get political, but... <laughs> I think Channel 3 is comfortable with taking an official stance that we're not okay with anyone raiding the capital. That we are against fascism. <laughs> yes. That's the official stance. We're against fascism and anything Alex Jones stands for. We should for. clarify, we're not endorsing a particular anti-fascism movement. But we are denouncing fascism. <laughs> but uh, yes, as a concept, fascism is, is a bad thing. That's... Um, um, hot take. Hot, well, actually... <laughs> We are uh, anti-fascism. <laughs> space. There's a space in between. Anyway, uh, let's do the show. Well, uh, what's our theme song? I like? don't have any idea. We've only done the one episode. We've only done we? the one episode. Should we explain what happened to the second episode? I was about episode? to say we should. Yeah, so we recorded a second episode back when I was living in my old place, like in... That was two June moves ago for you. July. I wouldn't say I moved in here. I did. I made a mess <laughs> of the place. <laughs> you most certainly did. Well, fair. Um, <laughs> I just have a lot of junk and not a lot of energy to do anything about I it. I get that. Um, you should see my apartment right now. That Well, you should see my apartment in like two days. Sick. Looking it, forward to it. It actually looks really good. Norm came and helped me. And I... Okay. I can say this because I'm editing it, but I got really the other night and rearranged my living room. <laughs> um, so we recorded an episode with Wes. We talked about a little indie film called Hot Rod. I don't know if anyone's <sighs> ever heard of it. And I'll just give my review right now. I didn't love it. It was a it was a comedy from 2000. What? Yes. 11 or something. Probably earlier than that. Hmm. Well, it felt, it was very of the time, and I understand that you guys can like those, and that's fine. It's, well, also... And there were some good if bits you, of it, If but, you saw it when it came out, I think it's still kind of... It's like watching a comedy the from time. the 80s with your parents. Like, they watched it when it came out, so they still think it's They were great. also, yeah, they were like... But, like, if you go watch those movies now... It's not the same no, comedy I, style. Some of them, yeah, I mean, yeah. some of them are still classics, but things. But Hot Rod is there. not one of them. And I I'll think Hot Rod that. is a classic. Yeah, but that's because you're. How old are you? Yes. A twenty-six-year-old man. Yes. Um. So I don't know. I feel like it's more for your demographic than mine. Probably. And like, I also just don't really like comedies typically um especially like comedies like that 
where it's like a lot of tropes and even if they're leaning into the tropes it's like okay well it was uh it was written by the lonely island so yeah you get what you get anyway that's not what we're here to talk about today no no no, but i'll go ahead and give my review since we watched it i might as well yeah i can do like a little mini episode or something (laughs) hot rod was fine i think i gave it like a six out of ten which is like not like an ign six out of ten a little something for everyone it's fine. I would watch it if you're drunk with your friends. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. The problem is I was sober. The thing about mm-hmm. it is it's great to quote. Yeah, it's got a lot of really good quotable lines. My favorite one, and I almost did it the other day in front of people, <laughs> particularly my mom, yes, is that one. You got to say it You look really again. pretty, Denise. What? I said you look shitty, Denise. Wes says that to me a lot. I like Hot Rod. I don't, and that's okay. I will watch it no, again. I'm going to storm you. the Capitol building because I like Hot Shut Rod, and up. you don't. <laughs> that was in such poor taste. That was not good. Someone did lose their life today. We should be more reverent of that. I don't know who or if she was involved in any particular side of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. She was one of the terrorists. Oh, well, never mind. Anyway. Anyway, I'll cut that. I got no sympathy for terrorists. Let's keep going. 1640 to what? 1730? <laughs> 1732. <laughs> <laughs> making a lot of notes about cuts here. You should leave leave in when we reference what we're cutting. But, oh, but yeah. cut the actual content. Oh, absolutely. Cutting the content because we're not trying to get canceled out here. So uh, let's talk before we get into the oh, actual sorry, topic. sorry. One last thing. Uh, so we recorded that episode. I listened back to it. It is not good. <laughs> Wes and I had had a couple of drinks and we were on Discord. And, and I was sober and I didn't like the movie. And also Wes was falling asleep at one point and you just like weren't there. So I was doing a lot of like the, <laughs> okay, guys, we should talk about the next part. And you guys going like, yeah. yeah. And it was like two in the morning and you can just tell. It was just not good yeah. content. So I'm yeah. just not going to. I tough. might like go through and edit some highlights or something. It, and we could do a highlight reel. we can reel, put but... a reel together and put it on Patreon. Boom. We've done it. Boom. Outtakes. Um, but yeah, for we a full actually... episode, especially for just the second episode, I didn't want to put that out. I think we have finally our Channel 3 outtakes up on Patreon. Wow. Um, I'll tell my mom to pay for it. they are mostly Ethan. I have heard that once <laughs> or twice every time you talk about the outtakes. So. I, I'm, you've probably got some good clips from me in the last year. Uh, surprisingly, no. I stopped you keeping track coward. of outtakes. Well, why would you do that? I don't know. Everyone knows you don't know who was on what side of World War II. The Italians were bad guys. Yeah, Mussolini. Boom. Yeah. Also, to go back to what we were cutting from earlier. <laughs> Marty just jumped from the floor into my lap. Trump Trump almost directly quoted Mussolini. Doesn't he do that like like too often? Yeah, fair. Like, I would say once or twice. It's an Marty, accident. Get down. <laughs> Just put put him he's on the my floor. Friend. Just put him on the floor. Oh, he's got stinky breath. Okay, yeah, he really does. Okay, my little buddy. You may go. He's got old man breath, but he's a dog. So it's like double whammy. <laughs> 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 uh, 
so anyway, yeah. before we get into the topic for tonight, which we are going to do. Uh, <laughs> it's been 20 minutes. <laughs> we should talk about, let's talk about just moving forward. Uh, because we've all, we've been, we have finally united the entire group chat for all of the shows. Yes. Into one single thread. So we've been able to talk about it. We got our first payout for our ad revenue, which was not big, but thank you. We appreciate Woo-hoo! it. Um, so we've all kind of, we got this, I wouldn't call it renewed sense of motivation. Also, new year, new us. New year, same same thing. But we're trying so hard. We have a renewed interest and um, renewed passions, I guess. Yeah, money will do that to you. Money will do that. Money can't <laughs> buy happiness, but it can buy things that make me happy. Yes. So let me tell you, since I got my new job, I've been buying so much food. <laughs> it's... Uh, I no, it's fine. I've no, been... that's good for you. Oh, okay. Um, I tweeted the other day. I don't think people got it because Catherine yelled at me for it. But I tweeted, um, having enough money to get DoorDash whenever I want it has corrupted me. Eat the rich. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Catherine yelled at me. She was like, if you say eat the rich one more time, and I was like, the joke is that I'm rich now. She was like, oh, okay, as long as you're self aware. And I was like. Okay, yeah. What like Still eat the rich though. Still eat the rich. Wait. I also <laughs> We probably shouldn't endorse anything that drastic uh during such should we call it turbulent times? No, I'm sticking to that. Okay. I don't think you understand. I've been radicalized. I was radicalized last summer. Fair. Um I did bring my mom around on eating the rich because she is rich, frankly. <laughs> Um, she's not like rich, rich, but she's like comfortably middle class, I'll say. And so she and I came to the conclusion, as long as I'm not the one eating her, she understands. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. I was like, your money to go, will go into social programs. So it's like fine. And she went, oh, well, can you not eat me? I was like, that can be arranged. Yeah. So. So anyway, uh, we've got, you know. We're moving forward with all of our shows, including this one. We have a not a plan, but like a soft plan to do some. Uh, also, some... our lives are settling down. Yes, finally. Yeah, like we're all getting into the swing of. All of I have balance. to do is write several programs, and I have to write the same thing ten times a day, so much that I have it copy pasted. Ten times a day is. Um, is low. Generous, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're 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 getting there. And then also just like the state of the world, it's so hard to stay creative right now. Yeah, it's it's hard it to is. stay motivated. It's hard to yeah, it's hard to look at what's going on and think. We oh should yeah, do a let podcast. me make a stupid joke about yeah. What like, have I made a stupid joke about besides politics tonight? I don't want to say, <laughs> but it involves it involves light BDSM and Ryan Gosling. Oh, no, I'll stick to that. I said okay. that if Ryan Gosling asked to slap me, that's fine. I. <laughs> that's where it started. That's where it ended. Yeah. 
That's not what I remember. Look, it doesn't matter. What else did I say? <laughs> we I'm, talk, I'm we, editing We it. talked about it for a little bit. It doesn't matter. For like a second. The point is, we're never watching in... a Ryan Gosling movie again. <laughs> you think that. Um. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah, we have some, I'm very lonely. some cool plans for this show. Uh, we want to do some bigger series, um, take, take some series of movies and, and analyze them. In like a and longer when we format say plan, episode. We I mean talked about it plan. in passing. <laughs> I mean loose plan. Well, we've talked about we talked about that particular series tonight, but we've talked about it before for Patreon. I want to do something. the Cornetto trilogy. I know I've already seen it. Oh no, so do I. But like, no, I'm a big fan God. of those movies. Uh, Hot Fuzz is my comfort. My last breakdown. Uh, oh, also, I'm over my breakdowns right now. Another one is coming. I will just go ahead and mention. <laughs> um, but I watched Hot Fuzz like every day for a week. Because <laughs> it was just like. We just watched it recently. She hadn't seen it. I watched it on a date a few weeks ago. Hot Fuzz? It's. Very good. Very good. Yes. Um, and Shaun of the Dead is great. And World's End is fine fine if it wasn't compared to like i think hot fuzz is as close to a perfect movie as you can get Mm -hmm. frankly um so comparing it to that is not fair yeah um anyway not what we're here to talk about tonight (laughs) we could but we won't um so yeah i think i think it'll be fun moving forward with some some big stuff but and if anyone has suggestions for movies um i probably haven't seen them so send them our way. You can tweet. Do we have a Twitter for this account for this yet? I don't know. I don't think we. Let me go on Twitter real quick. But I can put a form on the website for people to suggest yeah. things. Cool. And then I'll also make a Twitter and. Uh, well, let's do that after the show. Eh, why? Because <laughs> this is not going to go up yet. It's not live. And yeah. so you can still continue to do this after the show. No, 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 no. Right, but then I can plug it right here. But you can plug it right here and then do well, it. Well, I want to come up with something dumb for the name. So it's going to take me a minute. I'm going to be thinking about it while we're discussing. Okay, we can insert a plug later. Hey, this is Emily from the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not. It's still me. So let's move on. Okay. But tonight we did not We did not do any of those big things. But we talked about them, which the first step. <laughs> yes. We figure we should probably establish... A format and have two episodes before we start trying to grow. So, so here it is, episode number two and a half, a baby. And we, I feel like we should explain the process for how we select the movies that we review, because really, for there is no process. That's the point. So for the for what this show is lightly billed as. You would expect that we would take, you know, the most influential movies and, I have and a work whole through poster them. that like we should work through. I have two. And you're right, but the thing is I the, think this <laughs> might be on there. It's not on mine. Well, I don't know. And it's don't, been a it's been a minute since I've I don't even at know it. how this movie is regarded critically cuz I've heard a lot of people hate on it. I will say, well, I'll hold my opinions, but I wouldn't expect it to be on there. I thought it was more of a classic than it uh, I think it is. deserves a place, uh, at least in certain lists. 
I yeah, think... but everything has a place on some list. Okay, <laughs> let's just talk about it. We watched, okay, we watched uh, Drive. Drive with Ryan Gosling. Yes, we did. And I should say that I saw this movie when it came out in theaters. I thought Who's it was surprised. Thought it was awesome. Really loved it. Bought it as soon as it hit DVD and have not watched it since. 2011, really? That sounds about right. That was when I was in my peak DVD buying. Um, you never left that. I want that to be fair, established, and clear. I mean, what did like? What did you think? Because um, we got into a conversation a little bit just now, and then we stopped because we're going to talk about it more. I don't know that I liked it. I really don't. Interesting. Um, I liked the beginning, and then the beginning was just leering. Yeah, but it was really cute. I think just lots we'll of leering. Th- we'll go through it, but like the f- the beginning was very fun and kind of not. I don't want to say cutesy, but it like it felt good to watch it was fun to watch it was as genuine as a silent protagonist can be yeah and i play a lot of video games so (laughs) to give a quick synopsis of the film so obviously um spoilers ahead yeah um and i will say it was nice to see you reacting throughout the movie because you weren't expecting what was coming that was fun so spoilers ahead that's yeah, it. so it. I really was going in blind to Driver because uh, I've drive. heard that. That's right. I think okay. I put Drive notes because <laughs> I really <laughs> wasn't sure. But it starts out like it, like the. So I would say like the first fifteen minutes really feels like Baby Driver. I would say the first fifteen minutes really feels like Transporter. But I haven't seen that. So. Yes, you haven't, but you should anyway. Right. But I mean, it kind. It's not going to have people like, that have seen that. Sure. You know, um, and it's, it doesn't have like the same vibe or anything, but it's kind of that showing the driver as like this really smart guy and making a clean getaway. Also, while we're talking about the vibe, uh, the vibe to this movie is Outrun, which is a subgenre of vaporwave, basically, which and is a subgenre of fine. electro. Well, it's based on so there was a, an old arcade game mm-hmm. called Outrun, mm-hmm. Sega Outrun. And it's basically based on that. Like the the music is meant to invoke the feeling of the music that accompanies the arcade game, mm-hmm. and then the the aesthetic is based on the music. Anyway, I'm a big fan of it. It's something that I actively follow. Yeah, I believe that just by um... the everything about me. Exactly. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. Fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's fine. Um, I it's very specific very specific like musical vibe um the soundtrack is like yeah i guess the best way to describe it if you don't know it is like vaporwave um i guess so i guess if you don't if you've never listened to like anything in that subgenre it's kind of like 80s meets um early thousands listen to a band drama shows it sounds like twin peaks (laughs) music is what i'm trying to say yeah but like a little bit more 80s synth uh, listen to a band called Com Trues. It's Tom Cruise, but the first letters are switched. Um, a counter argument. Don't. Well, um, but I'm saying that's <laughs> that's the genre. That's yeah. outright. Like it's fine. Um, and it kind of grew on me. But it like the ev- the first half of every song, I was just annoyed. <laughs> and then as soon as I started to get into it, the song would end. Yeah. Um, and that was every single song. 
But like everything down to the fonts and the way it was lit and stuff like that is meant to kind of invoke Outrun. So which which I appreciate and also I saw it before I knew what that was and now that I know what that is going back to it it's neat. The beginning is very like kind of lighthearted. He seems like he's going on the right path. He meets a girl. Um she's all right. She's okay. Yeah, she's super cute, but like I we'll get there, but I don't get how she her judgment calls are a little wild. Super bad. <laughs> but then it just kind of like turns really quickly. Well, it kind of it's it kind of slowly starts to go there and then it like turns super fast and like that's the rest of the movie. It gets I would say dark. It kind of gets like American Psycho dark. Maybe I shouldn't reference other movies in this podcast. <laughs> um, I mean, I I get what you're saying, but I think it plays to it doesn't go the where character. you think it's going to go. No, sure. It, no, it went where I thought it was going to go. I, I didn't. I thought because they were talking about like starting in races and stuff. And like one of my earliest notes was um, I'm confused on what the story is supposed to be. <laughs> Just because it, it, it's a revenge thriller. No, sure. But like it, it doesn't really plant the seeds in ways that movies with that plot do. Because the first, I would say half hour, the first full act is not about that at all. No. And but once, I mean, they introduced the mob pretty early. Sure, but and it's not like. once you get the mob involved, it's like, oh, okay, this is going to be violent. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see it that way, but I also was kind of feeling the baby driver vibes more, which that is a pretty, like, all things considered, it's a pretty light movie. Yeah. <laughs> Even though that's got a pretty, I would say a medium body count. Maybe I shouldn't say that because that's a spoiler for a completely different movie. Eh. It's been out for a minute now. <laughs> no, I just, it took, a, it, it totally shifts. And at least to me, the way I was interpreting it from the first act to the second half there's a tonal shift and to the third act there's like it's a lot more similar to the second act but the first and second act i think are um i think pretty drastic the way that the character was acted in the first act immediately i was like oh this guy's a psycho he's gonna murder people i don't know if it's because it's ryan gosling apparently hugh jackman was supposed to be really the driver that would have been an entirely different um, that would have been a different movie and i would have known the moment he walked into frame um or, or i guess they they panned over the you first never shot know. it might have been a musical shut up <laughs> i think it also this was not early in ryan gosling's career but there wasn't much that he was known for outside of the notebook and there still isn't i guess yeah, I think he's in a lot of really good, um, relatively small projects. Yeah, which is what this was. And I think I think this was something that helped him break like the the potential to be stuck in a, a romantic role for the rest of his career. Yeah. So which is good. Because like I still have that issue where every time I see Daniel Radcliffe, even though he's trying his hardest to be something different. He's I'm like, oh, Potter. look at Harry Potter go. Yeah. He's doing great. Yeah. 
And I think I watched some like other Ryan Gosling things before I watched The Notebook. Mm. Goosebumps, um, solid. No, I think I honestly I think I just knew him from pop culture, and mm-hmm. then I saw The Notebook, so I saw Ryan Gosling in The Notebook instead of Hey, that's Ryan Gosling from The Notebook. I saw him in Goosebumps first, but I didn't remember that sure. until yeah. I rewatched it as an adult. Yeah, uh, Ryan which Gosling, which I highly recommend rewatching Goosebumps as an adult. I didn't watch it as a child. Um, of course you didn't. Anyway, well, let's talk about your notes because you took some notes. I did take some notes. I'd like to hear what they are because I haven't heard what they are. Sure. So I'll just read down the list. I we haven't finished talking about what the movie's actually about. Either. Right. 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 But I was <laughs> I was saying because that's really all I wanted to say was like the tone shifts. I didn't like. That's all. To, yeah. That's all to say. I didn't like it. I didn't like the tone shifts. Oh, okay. Just because I was expecting something so completely different because I thought they were going to get into like racing and, you know, turning clean. And that's not what happened. No. Quick and, synopsis. Yeah. Quick. He's he's a stunt driver who... Who also does getaway driving. Moonlights as a getaway driver. He gets involved with his neighbor and her husband gets out of prison he owes money to some people for prison protection. The the husband. Who's the Oscar husband. Isaac? Yeah. Who is Poe? And uh Poe so, Dameron, baby. So they Are we gonna get sued for just saying Poe Dameron? Maybe. <laughs> so Ryan Gosling's character helps him with a last job to basically cover his debts from prison so that those people will leave that family alone. Because he, he fell for the girl and he really got along with the kid. Yeah. So he wants them to be safe. So they go for the last job. Uh, spoiler alert, the husband gets shot. Well, yeah, it's Oscar Isaac. Yeah. He's got to die and everything pre-Star Wars. So he gets shot and it turns out to be a setup and it's a whole mob thing. The girl from Mad Men's in it. Yeah. The redhead. So now he's involved with the mob, which he was already involved with in a different way because they own the The racing stock thing that they were going to do. Race. The yeah. racing thing. <laughs> so he basically goes on a... Uh, a tirade. A tirade. I was going to say, I can't think of the word now. That thing Archer likes to do. You haven't watched Archer. It's I watched a couple episodes. It's a pretty good show. A rampage. A rampage. He goes on a rampage and takes down. Now, to be fair, he doesn't go after anybody. Well, he does go after one person. He goes but after I think, one person. But I think he, ooh, two people. Um <laughs> I think both of them deserved it, frankly. Yeah. But no, no one in this movie is a good guy, and that's what's interesting except to me. the no. kid. Yeah, the kid, but he's not, you know, you know what he I mean. He doesn't know better. Yeah, even the, like, the mom, she's like. Like, the husband, he's a nice guy, but he was in prison, and he's still doing crimes when he gets out. He's still doing the crime. Ryan Gosling. Well, and then also. Very handsome criminal. Definitely. Brian Cranston, broken hip. Wants to go legit. Pelvis, yeah. Still a criminal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other two main characters are both mob leaders. Yeah. So one of them is Ron Perlman, though. And how can you not like Ron Perlman? That's true. I liked his character. Yeah, even though right? I knew even I though shouldn't. he was the worst. Yeah. But yeah, he kind of, he goes on a rampage. And then in the at the very end, he gets, like, he, he makes sure that the girl and the kid are safe. Uh, and then... He gets stabbed, and then he, like, leaves behind the money from the setup. Which he was just... never interested in. Yeah, he was never interested in the money. He was just trying to keep the the mom and kid safe. Irene and... What was the kid's name? 
but he just wanted to keep them safe and he just he kind of drives off and essentially drives off into the sunset and that's a thing that i liked that we'll i'm sure we'll come around to as we go through the story yeah anyway let's hear about some notes oh benicio benicio that's it he was a good kid so yeah the notes are in chronological order so we'll kind of go through them too many intros because there were so many titles (laughs) cards like four or five (laughs) yeah and this it's a movie that and it wouldn't be so bad but they were all like a full 20 seconds yeah like a family guy joke intro um that's your one that's fine people will probably get the rest of that reference if i don't say it this movie is a low budget ish movie but i don't think it's technically independent but either way it's one of those things where like every studio remotely involved put an intro at the beginning of it and their full intro a lot yeah too many intros and then brian cranston cool um, thumbs up honestly well especially when you were like wait is that brian cranston i didn't think he was gonna be more I was. I didn't think he was going to be in more than that scene. Yeah. So I was like, Brian Cranston, got to write that down. He was fairly prevalent through the entire movie until he died. Yeah. So he he sets up. He's like the, the manager. What's the main character's name? Yep. They just call him the kid the whole time. I don't know that they ever really talk about his name. Driver. <laughs> there you go. He's billed as driver. So, um, Ryan Gosling, <laughs> he, he's, he works for Brian Cranston. I don't know any of the character's name I should mention. That's, except, Brian except Cranston's name was something, his name was like Sally or something like that. Shannon. Shannon. That's it. Yeah. Um, I only remember Irene because as soon as I saw her name tag, come on, Irene got stuck in my head. Oh, it's come on, Eileen. Also, yes, it is. So that's embarrassing. <laughs> that was one of my top played songs of last year. <laughs> but I kept singing Come on Irene, which I will uh I've decided that was a joke that I made. There we go. A mistake. <laughs> but that's the only reason I remember her name and then Benicio I like looked up. But um so he uh Ryan Gosling is how did it open? open? With a job. Uh, no, 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 right. But like the opening shot. What was it? I think the opening shot was them in the garage. No, the opening shot. The earliest thing I remember is him picking up the car from the garage. Me too, but I feel like there was something right before it. I think he was just driving down the road through a title sequence. Um, that was really long. Yeah. Lots of credits. Lots of them. But it was a pretty font, so. Yeah, it was pretty well. And um, it was very, like, best way I can describe it, really vibey. Yeah. Just, yeah. That just works. Just vibing. Because um, that Vaporwave was going, and you just got to look at Ryan Gosling. Outrun. Vaporwave is much brighter than Outrun. And so Brian Cranston sets him up with a super inconspicuous car a chevy malibu no a silver impala was it yeah i wrote it down i could swear it was a malibu it was an impala someone drives a malibu great 
Anyway, this one was an Impala. <laughs> anyway, it was the most popular car in in uh, California, California and in the most popular color, so no one was going to be looking at him. If you don't know what an Impala is, imagine a car. That's the one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so uh, he picks it up, and it's you can tell already that they're in cahoots. They do talk about. Uh, they talk about adding, the engine and stuff. Adding horsepower. Yeah, it's a 300 horsepower when normally they're not that. I couldn't tell you what it was. Uh, 300 horsepower for that is crazy. Yeah. It's a Chevy Impala. So they he times it. He It starts with a phone call in a hotel room. It does, there doesn't it? Because he's telling he the lays people out he's his working rules. with. Yeah, he's got rules. Which I also thought were going to come up more often. They only come up twice, mm-hmm. which is fine. I think but, that's more to show that he's a professional. Yeah. He will do anything for you for five minutes. You've yeah. got five minutes after leaving the car to get back. If you don't get back in the car by then, he's leaving. But in the meantime, he'll do whatever you need him to. So, and then you can't reach him again on that phone. He gets rid of it. That's a job. And yep. that's, that's it. Uh, and then he goes and picks up the car. So he sets his watch timer to five minutes, sets it on the steering wheel. Turns up the Clippers game. Turns up the Clippers game, which was really clever. Yes. He was also watching the Clippers game. The beforehand. way that they set that up. Well, that was really clever. Yes. Yes. Cause, so he, the, he's got the basketball game on in the background when he's on the phone call in the hotel room. He's got it on the radio. And it's kind of annoying because he's got the police scanner going as well. And you're kind of like, why is he doing this? Yeah, Shouldn't you he kinda, just be listening to the police scanner? Yeah, and you kind of get the vibe that he's obsessed with basketball. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not the case, but we'll get there. They, The people that he's driving, they make the hit. It's a robbery. And then... They hear on the police scanner that they're looking for the the silver Impala. So he starts to drive. He goes around pretty inconspicuous until they spot him. And then he can blend in with the crowd pretty easily as well with the cars in general. Yeah. Uh, and he keeps getting out of sight. And then he goes over to the stadium that you did see in an overhead shot that was on his TV. Staples for the Center. Basket- yeah, the Staples Center. Uh, and he just goes into the parking lot, parks it, and leaves as the game is getting out. Yeah, and you're listening to the, the five-second countdown at the end of the game on the radio as he's pulling in. Which is just so clever. That's, so that's the payoff for the basketball game, is he's using his environment. He really plans it out. So, But what I don't get is he gets out of the car, leaves the two guys without saying a word, which, fine, whatever. Yeah. Puts on a Clippers hat, turns his jacket inside out, throws it over his shoulder. And just walks away. Did he make enough money on that job to cover the entire cost of a Chevy Impala? They cost like ten dollars. <laughs> and also, he works at a car shop. Like, yeah, maybe it was like an abandoned junker or something. Well, because they they mentioned later that that guy he just restores cars that yeah that aren't ever gonna sell or anything. Yeah, so maybe so he could just have. But, like, at the time, that was a a relatively new Impala, which I could still swear was a Malibu. But it doesn't matter because they're basically the same car. Look it up. (laughs) They're basically the same car. Yeah, they're boring and silver. Although Impalas actually have a little more. Classic Impalas, 
Classic Impalas are beautiful. Beautiful. I don't have to talk about Baby, though. That's all I know. <laughs> That's how I know that. Um, modern Impalas leave much to be desired. Yeah. Looks-wise. But that was the point. That's the point. So. So finishes the job. Goes to. Yeah. So my note what? is basketball. Really cool use of environment and very aware of surroundings. Yeah. And that was also another thing that reminded me of Baby Driver. Although I like obviously Baby Driver came five years later. Um, I thought it was even newer than that. I think it was 2016 or 17. Wasn't past then. Uh, oh, it's based on a book. <laughs> it is based on a book. That w- so that was all before the opening credits, because based on a book was part of the opening credits. But yeah, that was another thing that, that reminded me of Baby Driver and why I kind of thought it was going a similar route of Baby Driver, is because he's... Got, like he, they're establishing so much of his character yeah, in that car chase. Yeah, he's a professional. Chase. Yeah, he's a professional. He's smart. He does not care about the other people. He's got it. Well, like he cares enough to get the job done, but, but he's yeah, also like, there's no personal. He's not. He's not attached. He's not like, hey, are you guys okay? Business. He doesn't care. Like he's getting paid and he's going home, and that's. That's, that's what he does. That's what he does. Which, okay, I assumed he went to a hotel room because of how empty it was, but I think that's also supposed to be character building. Um, Maybe, yeah. Because, like, he walks in that place. I don't know if you got the vibe, but I was like, oh, that's a hotel room. I thought it was a hotel room. Okay, cool. And I thought that, like... Anyway, his apartment has tiled walls and it's empty. And wallpaper. Yes. Um, so half-tiled walls, I guess? That's L.A. (laughs) Yeah, fair. I thought that it was a hotel room and, like, that's where they leave the money and then whoever's picking up the money. Oh, I assumed he was just a nomad. Like, he just had that bag and that was it. Hmm. I was just thinking, I thought that bag was full of money because I thought that's what the guys had brought out of the It probably was. That was probably his cut. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, And the opening credits go... And then it cuts into him during the day drinking coffee in a police uniform. And you're like, oh, that's how we got all of this. And then immediately they're like, so you're an actor. Yeah. <laughs> and you're a stunt driver. And it's like, oh. Yeah. That was a cool. Um, misdirect. Misdirect. Yeah. Even if it was just for a minute. Oh, also uh, really cool lighting in yes. general. Like the night scenes are lit so well. Uh, Again. Heavily inspired by Outrun, and that's fine. Like yeah. it, it also no. It's a really cool aesthetic to look at. Yeah, like, it it reminded me a lot. Uh, I haven't seen them, but like Blade Runner, it reminded me of the post of the yeah. posters for Blade Runner, and then like Cyberpunk. And I know that Blade Runner and Cyberpunk are hand in hand. Yes, for aesthetics. Um, but a lot of the lighting, soft blues and purples, um, and really, um kind of really well-placed point lighting and really dark shots yes just like gorgeous lighting and also ryan gosling makes any lighting gorgeous fair (laughs) although in some shots he looks like dr cox yes (laughs) 
so yeah my note is he's a cop question mark question mark oh an actor stunt driver um and then he does a stunt drive and it just the and oh also um brian cranston is he coordinates the stunt driving yes and the cars and also owns a garage yeah well and he organizes the cars that's what um they were saying later on is that he organizes the crash cars yeah that's one thing that he complained about is he he restores cars he builds cars and then and he says he takes trash. six months to build a car and they wreck it in six minutes and don't use the shot in the movie yeah it, so yeah <laughs> so that's also how he gets cars so easily is he could probably just say oh it's for a shoot done and done um and then after the the film shoot, Brian Cranston talks to Mr. Rose. I don't remember his first name. And the mobster, one of the mobsters, yeah, the nicer of the two, yeah, the one that get, isn't Ron Perlman. You get the sense that he's not the main guy, but then later in the movie, it seems like he maybe is the main guy. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's hard to tell. Yeah, well, there's a lot of. A lot of unanswered questions in the movie, which I don't think is a bad thing. I just think the way they led the questions were dumb. But, um, yeah, so my note just right there is I hate Mr. Rose. But he's, like, really talking down to Brian Cranston for a little bit. And then also um, he and Ron Perlman just say some kind of racist stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, Their first lines are you, racist yeah it's like you can't repeat it it's not like you could it's not going to be bleeped out on television i don't think no and it does it does service establishing those characters oh for sure very well i think yeah and i think that it's really good um character building but uh they just use slurs for um jewish people and Chinese people. Yes. So you can fill in the gaps yourself. But that's one of the reasons I didn't like them. And then my next note is just Shannon. So I think that's Brian Cranston's name. Uh, they he So Brian Cranston's trying to convince the mobsters to invest in... A stock car. Uh, yeah, a stock car so that they can race because that's a clean way to do it. And we also, at this point, don't know they're mobsters. But, like, we're pretty sure. Well, I didn't know. I I assumed, at the very least, they were loan sharks. Yeah, I assumed so, too, but I didn't, like, assume... Mo especially in L.A. Well, and one of the first things... I don't know if you caught it, because you were kind of moving around, but one of Ron Perlman's first lines is he walks in and says, Hey, Shannon, how's the leg? And Shannon says, I paid my debt. He did say that, yeah. and But I didn't... I thought it was, like, separate. I thought they were just meeting in a restaurant kind of thing. Yeah. And then, like, I, I pieced it together. But, yeah, when he says he pays his debt, it's like, oh, <laughs> that's no good. Yeah. So he, they, well, so he wants to meet Ryan Gosling first, see how he drives. In a circle. In a circle. For whatever reason. And, well, I think he liked him as a person because... Everyone seems to, despite the fact that he gives off these intensely creepy murder vibes the entire movie. I think that's just you. Uh, if 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 
Ryan Gosling looked at me like that. If you done, hello, no, no, you may murder me now. But not like aside from that, pretend that it's just a, a relatively attractive person, and you are going to talk about a business deal, and they do not speak or shake your hand. He shakes his hand. Only after being forced to speak about why he's not shaking his hand. Yeah, but I think, I think mobsters especially they like people that don't talk. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I I think he did like him, but I don't understand why. Well, and especially everyone he, in this movie was so cool about him. Yeah, the way he acted. Well, and then also, um, Brian Cranston's character really vouched for Ryan Gosling, mm-hmm. which helped because Shannon, Brian Cranston, and the mobster, they um, they go way back. So if anyone is, like, if, if anyone's word's going to count, it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be Shannon's. So I think that helped. But. And they did talk a little bit about their history, and, and it seemed like there was... Um, so yeah, the, the mobster says, so they're asking for 430,000, which is a very specific number, but, um, the mobster agrees to, Mr. Rose agrees to 300,000 for a 70% stake in the operation, which is (coughs) a lot, but he, uh, Brian Cranston's also convinced that they're going to make millions. Um, so yeah, being able to get off the ground because he was saying also that the business only made thirty thousand. So, getting that much money, getting ten times what you made in the last year, for seventy percent, it's—I don't think it's a smart business move. But if you're convinced you're going to make a million dollars, and you can get ten times more than you made in the last year, like that's fine. Yeah. I mean, you got to split it with the driver, but still, that's a lot of money. Um, my next note. So then he meets the girl. She's got a kid. There's a lot of staring. Uh, my notes also say silly bands. Yeah. Because so it they, was 2011. I don't know. Did they meet in the elevator first, and then her car was broken down at the grocery store? Yes. And that whole time, no one spoke. Yeah. Just intense leering. I think that their chemistry was really good, though. Yeah, I mean... So it, it didn't... I To me, it didn't feel awkward at all. It felt very uncomfortable to me. Well... And I'm someone... Who's fine sitting in silence. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I guess it was the eye contact. I know, I know. I've already talked to a professional about that. <laughs> uh, and then my next note is Ryan Gosling with a bunch of hearts after. Yes. Because at Which one is point, why we're not doing another Ryan just, Gosling. At movie. one point, he just leaned against the wall and I was like, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a good shot. And it was also... It also came after him being, like, really weird. To you. No, like, he's a guest in their house and not speaking or answering her questions. She didn't ask any questions. She asked a bunch of questions. He answered them with one word. What do you do? Well, he answered them. 
Oh, what? Like limos? No. In the movies. That's several words. I'm just saying. Or. <laughs> if you were, like, if that was a tender conversation, you would have unmatched at that point. If they look like Ryan Gosling. Again, you, look, I'm not saying that I would have tried very hard after that, but I would have kept messaging them. I would have asked a more open-ended question. <laughs> Fine. Like, I was in, I'm, well, I'm still in sales. Like, I know how to ask open-ended questions. <laughs> yeah, but. Mm. And again, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> He's also got, to me, at the beginning anyway, he had a very harmless energy. And he, I think he turns that on very well. It's the well. smile. It's the smile. He's got a great smile. He has a coy He's smile. all heartthrob for a reason. <laughs> um, because he was cast in a movie because he was, quote, not traditionally handsome. And those are my favorites. I don't know how someone looks at him and goes, that guy's not traditionally handsome. He's blonde instead of brunette. <laughs> anyway. With big blue eyes. <gasps> nah. <laughs> I I don't I don't get it. He maybe it's because he was a little rugged. No, he's not. In, in the notebook, in bits of it, he's a little he's rugged. Extremely clean cut. In parts of it, he's got like a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> okay. He is great. No, I don't get that either. Um. So eventually, he kind of works his way into a date with. Irene. And it's super like open ended. It's open ended, and the nature of their relationship is also left open ended the whole time. Yeah, like they held hands. But also, and I think this is important with her wedding ring. Oh, also, her (laughs) husband's in jail. (laughs) We should mention that. Yeah, Oscar Isaac (laughs) is in prison this whole time. Her husband is in prison. Um, What what I think it's important to note is left open ended is the time frame. That, yeah, I it, do have a note that says... It passes really quickly for us. Like, it's maybe a, a few scenes. But it's been a while. But, yeah, they become pretty deeply ingrained in each other's lives. So uh, either they do that really quickly or... Yeah, and then there's also things like the car. They didn't go down the street to buy that. That was going to take time. Yeah. Because they have that in between the, like, meeting... And kind of developing Whoa. the relationship. Are you talking about his car? I'm talking about the racing car. Oh, yeah. The stock car. Like, that's going to take some time to build. And... I think he already had it picked out. Because that's why he had such a specific number in mind. Was he knew... But then he got $130,000 less. Yeah, but he's going to have to take that out of what he's going to do to the car. That probably wasn't the base price of the car. Because that would be insane. Fair. So anyway, it still takes time and whatever. Yeah, but you you get a a feeling like it happened quickly, but also the way that they interact um, is is pretty developed. Yeah, my notes two down are time is fast and loose. <laughs> um, and I think that it's Which that's it's, fine. Yeah, it's an hour. It keeps and a half it pretty movie. ambiguous. And then also, L.A. has one season. Yeah. But that's so, true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
So it also helps with the, like, you don't know what time of year it is. You don't know how much time has passed. Well, it's basketball season. Well. You know that. You don't. Because that's at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. And when was that? Fair. So, because you don't know how much time has passed in between each thing. So, they're doing a lot of staring at each other, and they're getting really close, and there's a lot of just... He watches cartoons with the kid. He do, He's really good with the kid. That He takes them for rides and stuff in his car. Down to the L.A. River, which is objectively the worst river in the world. I would say so. It's mostly concrete. It is, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I just play in the river, and he just... he. He really shows like a a soft and caring side to both of them, and that's also one of the like, especially with moms, you show that you're good with their kid. That's it. Mm-hmm. So that also helps. And her husband's. It's pretty ambiguous how long he's been in prison. Also, what he did. Also, what he they did. Really talk about that. So, like, is he a violent dude? Is he not? You don't know. Yeah, you don't know. He just and he couldn't have been in prison for more than. 10 years how how old was that kid Uh, i would say like eight i don't know here's the problem eight ish i one thing i realized the other day eight to eleven i wouldn't say he was eleven i eleven year olds i feel like are taller than that but i don't know i realized the other day when people like i always thought it was so cool when people thought i was older than i was when i was a kid turns out I don't know what kids look like. Like, yeah. you could show me a five-year-old and a ten-year-old. I would probably tell you they're both seven. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Good news. So, that doesn't get any better. So, now I I get it why people were like, how old are you now? And it's like, oh, come on. it's No, no there was no, it was not obvious. And everyone thought. I'm very thought, clearly eight and three quarters. Can't you tell? Come on. Well, I always thought it was obvious just because, well, like, when I was in middle school, someone asked me what my major was, and I thought that was the coolest thing. And looking back, I think she might have done that on purpose because she knew I loved that. Yeah. Because it was someone I interacted with, um, like, a few times a year. That's why I used to ID old people at the bar. I did that at GameStop, and they um, almost never got it. <laughs> and, like, I helped a 92-year-old woman. I was like, can I see your ID, ma'am? And she was like, what? <laughs> it's like... I got to ask if you look under 30. And she was like, but I don't look under 30. I was like. Okay, you've aged out of humor. It's like, That's okay, fine. Okay, great. And then her her daughter or whatever was like, or I think it was her granddaughter was like, Grandma, come on. She's trying to be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was funny. But on one of their dates, because it's a different date. Probably. She's wearing something different. Which also, she wears like the same three outfits in that montage though like the outfits are very similar i'll say Um, i did not notice he wears the same jacket he wears the same jacket she was wearing red i don't know if that's significant or if really i was oh come on we're not english teachers i used to be an english major i know i was a film english major that's the worst (laughs) you're telling me (laughs) um hey i wrote a movie i wrote the first act of a movie. I started a novel once. Didn't we all? 
we are all Fair. in we are all in early high school. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> have we lived the same life up to this point? I hope not. No offense to you. <laughs> Fair. Anyway. I was about to make a dead dad joke. I was too. a philosophy major. And I think that's why That's objectively worse. That is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. So on one of their dates, she's getting ready and she gets a phone call. And then in the car, she says, that was my that was my husband's lawyer. He's coming home in a week. Mm-hmm. And then- And then it's a week later. And then it's a week later. <laughs> like, literally, the scene, he's at home tinkering with things. For a second, you think, okay, he's at home tinkering with this so he can process that he's coming home soon. No, down the hallway, they're having a welcome home party for him. And it's loud. And he gives an odd speech. I think it's a very come home from prison speech. Like, a, I'm here. I'm going to do better. Thank yeah. you for sticking with me. I have a lot of making up to do. Yeah. It was fine. Also, Oscar Isaac, all caps. That's my next note. Yes. Oh, I also said the soundtrack is kind of whack, but kind of good. <laughs> I liked it, except for that one song that played a few times. Honestly, all of them sounded the same to me. But anyway, uh, the next line, the next note I wrote is, oh, no, he's bad. Because in that, well, in that, like, So they have an intense kind of standoff. Yeah, but in that speech, you're like, oh, he really just messed something up. He's done his time. He's over it. He's really here to make a difference. And then he goes, sizes off Ryan Gosling. And it's, but like, okay. I don't think that scene was meant to make him out to be a bad guy. Oh, no, no. I think it's just like, that's... I don't think that was when I wrote the note. That's probably the reaction anyone would have in that situation. Yeah, when you find your wife making sweet eyes at Ryan Gosling, you're going to be like, hey. Also, I was confused because I had said earlier in the movie, I would risk it all for Ryan Gosling. So why is she still married? And then it was Oscar Isaac, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Part two, she's cute, but I don't know that she's so cute she can pull both of those men. So, especially because, well, and Carly had said, well, maybe she has a good personality. We've been watching this movie for like 45 minutes. We've seen zero personality so far. Yeah. Maybe it's only like half an hour. I would say. She's probably a diner waitress, judging from the vest, but that was never verified either. It was. She had a Denny's name tag. Did she? Yes. I just never saw that name tag. That's how I knew her name was Irene. Oh, you were in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. That's why. Um, <laughs> but you came back for part of that scene, whatever, whatever. But then he's, so Ryan Gosling's coming home from the shop at one point and he basically sees Oscar Isaac getting beat up and having been beat up. Yeah. He chases the other heaped, guy or heaped he on the floor the covered other. in blood. Yeah. And also the kid was watching. So he's like taking it kind of personal ryan gosling is yeah and and oscar isaac's character was saying like don't tell your mom don't tell your mom this is our little secret yeah and then also one of the guys like gave the kid a bullet so uh ryan gosling talks to oscar isaac in the bathroom and he's like like what's the deal essentially he he kind of coaxes out of oscar isaac that 
he owes those thugs um, money. And mm-hmm. an, an undetermined amount of money. Because it keeps going up every time they talk about it and yeah. whatever, whatever. So Ryan Gosling offers to help him, really, because, well, he goes out and talks to the kid, and the kid hands him a bullet and says that one of those guys gave it to him. So now he feels a personal vendetta against these guys because he really wants that kid and Irene to be safe. Yeah. Because over this undetermined amount of time, he's really grown to love them, really. Yeah. And my next note is, well, Oscar Isaac always dies. So let's talk about that a little bit. So the job is they're going to rob a pawn shop. I don't remember in what neighborhood, but they did say. A rough neighborhood on the south side or something. Yeah. It's out in that desert looking part of L.A. Oh, also, unrelated, we talked about this on our cyberpunk episode. It's in California. They mention California so much. In cyberpunk? Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. It's LA. Yeah, I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. When we talked about it, you're like, I think it's California because I think that's supposed to be the pier. And we were both like, ah, maybe. Uh, And then I was playing it more and I was like, oh, they say California like five times. But I've also been playing it a lot lately. That's unrelated. You could, I'll send you that little snippet, and then you can clip it over me saying, I don't know where it is. To no, just you know saying, what? Let's force listeners to go listen to both episodes. It's an interconnected universe. It is. This is the C3U. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> so the job is to go and steal some money with the girl from Mad Men and... Christina Hendricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just we only know actors' names in this, so <laughs> I don't even know all their names, but I know most of them. So he goes in. Ryan Gosling gives the same speech as before. You've got five minutes. I'll do whatever you need until that time's up. Then, while the two people are in there, another car drives up. Ryan Gosling's on edge. He's looking around. He knows something's up. Mm-hmm. The redhead gets into the car. What was her name? I've already forgotten it. Christina, Christina Hendricks. Christina Hendricks, you said? Mm-hmm. She uh, she comes in with the bag of money. Everything's going really well. Which, And for this operation, they chose a Mustang, which is a formidable car. It's, it's fast, fast. It's heavy. doesn't it's turn pretty. so well, but that's whatever. <laughs> um, but it's a two-seater. Well, no, they have it has seat. four seats, but you have to fold one up to get in the back. But they also... It's a two-door. So, it's a two-door, but they also... So for I, an operation where someone might be running and jumping into the car, maybe two people at the same time, I just feel like I would have gone with a sedan. I would have, but the they also... he It, it really felt like a well... <laughs> it felt like a well-oiled machine the way he did it. He opened the door, he moved the seat up, she got everything in, they got the seat down. Way, like, super smooth and quick. Unlike me, the last time I got out of a two-door Mustang, (laughs) I, like, fell. Yeah. So, that's all to say, it seems like maybe they practiced it, I don't know. Uh, so anyway, Oscar Isaac comes running out of the pawn shop. Well, he comes walking out calmly. He puts his gun back in his pocket. 
in his back, well, the back of his pants. And then he Boom. gets shot through the window. Yeah. And, and then, then a neck. couple more times. And then, well, a few more times, yeah. He gets shot like four or five times after that. Yeah. And that one shot would have done it. Like, it was in an important artery, you can see, because he, like, his eyes are big. He's having trouble well, processing. I, I don't know that it verified that he did get hit in the neck. I don't even know. Well, because that... he put his hand on his neck, and it was bleeding. I don't know. Maybe. Either way, he's super dead. Because he gets shot a bunch like of times. six times. So everybody freaks out. Everybody in the car, Ryan Gosling and Christina Hedricks, uh, they freak out, rightfully so. And so they peel out of there. And so does Short the 300. Chase. It was an okay car chase. Excellent um, recall on that. Yeah. Did you write that down? or No. Interesting. Good job. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I just know 300s really well. Oh, okay. Well, I also, I like cars. I'm not, like, into cars. Well, I am. I'm into British cars. Those are the worst cars to be into. But they're pretty. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, When they run, those babies purr. <laughs> yeah, for, for a few minutes. No, I've been playing, like, my favorite car game is Forza Horizon, where it's all British. It's not all British cars. But there's a bunch of bits where they're like, this is the best British car. So I just know a lot about British cars because I've played, I've probably like 80% of that game because that's just my go-to. I want to play something, but what? It's a great game. I paid $0 for it because Norman's the best. Anywho. Anywho. Uh, (laughs) So. So they do a short car chase. Really short. Really short. I would say like. Maybe two minutes, but that feels long. Yeah. And it's fine. It, it's, again, showing how clever he is and how well-versed he is in driving. Yeah. He made a Mustang go around a corner. He did. It was awesome. And he flips the 300. But, uh, well, he doesn't flip it, but he tricks it into flipping. <laughs> <laughs> I learned to drive in a Ford Fusion and a 300. Okay. And though the 300s are hard to drive, they're fast. Yeah. But they are, they're a lot to handle. You have to know how to drive. Yeah. I was 15 and I didn't. So that was fun. But that's to say, I believe that part was very realistic to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, then my next note is a lot more than 40k because they were saying that it was just a forty thousand dollar job so uh, after they get the to car a hotel chase, room yeah they go to a hotel room uh he slaps they, a woman well he op- they open the bag of money it's a ton of money so they're supposed dollars. to get yeah and they don't say that until later but they're supposed to get forty thousand dollars they open the bag and it's got tons of bundles and all the bundles are 10k so I mean it's an and it's a million dollars. So he thinks that Christina Hendricks is holding out on him. So and she's also hysterical um, yeah. because she did almost die and watched someone die. Mm-hmm. So he slaps her. Super cool. He puts on his gloves first, as to not leave fingerprints. I guess. Yeah. That none of that is it's to protect important. His hands. Yeah, he slaps her, and he like he really is intimidating. 
um, he like gets on top of her and holds down her face and covers her mouth because covers she's her screaming. Mouth. Yeah. And also he's really showing that her life is in his hands, so he's she's gonna answer his questions. Yes. Which she does. Which she does. Basically just getting the information that she didn't know it was she knew it was a setup, but she didn't know someone was gonna die. She didn't know it was gonna be so much money. Yeah. Da da da. They were meant to be they were meant to be held, held up, up on the way by the three hundred, but they didn't expect him to be such a good driver. No one was supposed to die. Whatever. And then she was like, or then he said, okay, well, who's your boss and where is he? You're going to take him to me. You're going to tell me who he is. So, so it's she the, agrees. It's the guy that he met. He just doesn't know his name. So he yeah. gets his name. And, and she then... agrees. She goes to the bathroom to kind of like clean herself up. And then um, her head blows up. <laughs> yeah. Then that's gnar- that's gnarly. That Those effects were like. And it, it looked mostly practical. Like, it looked really good. It looked practical. Like, it was gross. Yeah. Her head explodes. There's a a lot of really visceral gore in this. A lot of it. There's not a lot of gore. I thought this was a movie. Well, yeah. But when there is gore, it's, like, all out. Yeah. And, again, I thought this was just, like, Baby Driver. Like, a similar feel to Baby Driver. Um, It is not. Where, like, when... Spoiler alert for Baby Driver. When people get killed, they get shot, and you, like, see them get shot, and then they but there's not away. really a lot of blood. That's yeah. just kind of, they just kind of, they're out, or they get hit by a car, and, like, that sucks. Yeah. I think one guy burns. I don't remember. It's been a minute since I've watched it. It's not gory. It's super violent, but it's not gory. And then this one... A woman's head blows up. Yeah. <laughs> as the second kill. Yeah. Um, and, and he then... throws up a mattress to protect himself, which, like, worked mm-hmm. in the context of the shot. Mm-hmm. But I don't think at close range a mattress would stop a shotgun. Maybe a hotel. Uh, maybe a motel mattress. <laughs> you never know what that could contain. That's what I'm saying. So he, but he yeah does. He, he notices takes some shrapnel to the shoulder. Yeah, and he notices also that he he kind of everything kind of clicks at once, and so he he's able to protect his himself. Um, and her head blows up, and then he like takes out the guy. Well, he goes into the bathroom, so he's got the shotgun. He waits around the corner for the guy in the bathroom. He takes the shotgun, pushes him back into the bathroom. Takes the shower rod and stabs him over and over. And it's like, whoa. Yep. Oh. And then he shoots the other guy. And then he shoots the other guy. And it's like, well. Oh. And you kind of see in his eye, at least I saw it, that it was like a point of no return for him. Yeah. And although you said he was getting that, you were getting that vibe the whole time. Yeah. Well, there's also a, it's kind of a classic trope of action movies where you have the hero going clean who doesn't want to be a part of that life anymore but they're really good at it and they get forced into it um one of the other movies i wanted to watch tonight has the same thing uh the main character doesn't do guns through the whole movie until he has to and then he's very good with guns and it seems like that kind of thing where like 
I got the vibe the whole time that this is not the Hot first time Fuzz? he's done this. Yeah, kind of like Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is the perfect movie. Um, you get the vibe from the beginning that he's done this before, and he's got no real moral issues with killing people that cross him. And to be fair, like this was definitely self-defense. Yeah. So those weren't really an issue. There's for only me. really one that I would say in this movie that you couldn't really call self-defense. I think there were a couple, but we'll we'll get there. Um so my notes are that's two bodies once her head explodes, and then two seconds later, that's four. And then the next note I have is that's a lot of boobies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, so that he goes, one. He goes to a strip club to find the guy that set him up. Yeah. Uh, and really, I think only a few of the girls react the way that anyone would in that situation, which is to run away. Well, the rest of the girls just kind of sit there. And I understand they're scared or whatever. And could, also, they're so vulnerable, their boobs are out. That could also be construed as like. That happens a lot they're just, around there. They're just used to seedy behavior. Yeah. And Ryan Gosling, he breaks this guy's arm right away, and he's got a hammer. He takes the bullet, and he makes it look like a nail. So he's like, all right, you're going to tell me everything I want to know, or this is over. He even raises the hammer at one point. Uh, With the bullet, like, pressed against the guy's temple. Yeah. Or in his mouth, or on his forehead. It, it depends like, on the shot. Yeah, it kind to me, it looked like it was, like, right above his eye yeah because that would be like anything will go through your eye if you put a hammer next to it so if you bring a hammer onto it he tells him what he wants to know really and then he gets which is the name of the person who, who organized up, which the job bum, 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 it's the guy from earlier ron it's one perlman. of the guys yeah it's the ron perlman from earlier so not the guy that he's been working directly with but he's worked with him but the guy who says really weird things about cars. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so I don't know that he realizes it right away. It's kind of hard to tell. I don't think he does it's until they get on the phone. Yeah, and it's also a big reveal to the audience. Like, oh, it's all yeah. connected. and Like, ah, crap, this is going to make it even more complicated, whatever. So he goes home. He talks to Irene. He tells her straight up. Like, this was the job. It wasn't Which, supposed to go this way. Okay, there's a couple of things I really love about this movie, and that's one of them, because every movie should be 20 minutes long if people communicated the way humans actually communicate. This is after you're saying that they didn't say anything to each other for the Correct. first bit of the but movie. The but the conflict yeah. of most movies could be resolved by just talking like humans do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can't remember what we were watching recently, um, but it was it was a really dramatic thing where... Probably Blight Manor or something. Um, if me and you were watching it. No, it was, it was us. Oh, okay. It was something where... Actually, it might have been Miles Morales. That might be what I'm thinking of. Nah. I won't spoil it then. Thank you. You're welcome. Because my PlayStation keeps crashing. Anyway. But there's a moment in that game where you're like, oh, come on. Really? That's how you're going to handle this? I mean, to be fair, he's a kid. Even still. Uh, but yeah, he like he's straight up with her, which I did like. I did I did like that 
he did that. She slaps him. And I think that's fair. And then they get into the elevator. It's a guy that was in the last shot that was talking to Nino that you just are supposed to remember this generic brunette man. I didn't remember him, but he stands in a way that you're like, oh, this guy's bad news. Yeah, and he's got he's, he's in, got bad guy hair. He's got bad guy hair, and he's got a bad guy suit. Yes. You know what I mean? Like Especially can, for that apartment building. If you're wearing if you're wearing a boldish colored shirt mm-hmm. under a flat colored suit with no tie, you are a bad guy. That's top button unbuttoned. Top button unbuttoned. Maybe a gold chain, maybe not. That could be overkill. I think it would have been overkill for this guy. Yeah. But yeah, he like Ryan Gosling, he's trying to talk to Irene. She's like, I gotta get to work. And he's, he's like, like, Okay, like let me walk you down then so that I can tell you what's going on. He tells her and they get in the elevator with this bad guy. Which he wasn't going to get in the elevator until he saw this guy. Correct. He really goes to protect Irene. He looks over. He sees a gun in the guy. He's got like a holster in his side. Like a cop holster is the best way I can describe it. Um, It's a shoulder holster. That's what it's called. I don't know anything. Uh, I just know that cops There are better words for it too. I bet. It doesn't feel right, but whatever. Detectives wear them because they wear suits. Yes. But not in Texas. They wear polos out here. Do you know that? Do you know our detectives wear athletic polos? Anyway, that makes more sense. Only because it's so hot, but yeah, still. Well, if you well, based on the cop shows I have seen, you do a lot of running around as a detective, lots of chases. If I was a detective, I'd do a lot of hanging out in seedy bars. You do that anyway when there's not a pandemic. <laughs> I wouldn't say there's any seedy bars here. Anyway, um, okay. There's a CD dance hall. I don't like that one bar you guys took me to. Which one? The one over by San Martian. Oh, Grey Horse? Yeah. I love Grey Horse. What are you talking about? That's a CD bar. If you can smoke inside it, I don't it's dope. I think it's CD. They've got darts and no one talks to you. It's awesome. That bartender wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> well, I don't have that issue. Yeah, I do. But this might come out the wrong way. But look at you and look at me. <laughs> that did come out the wrong way. I'm sorry. What I'm saying is I'm extremely cute and you're only like average cute. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Anyway, I, let's just move well, on. A, a girl in a bar is going to get more attention and that's just especially. I don't know. I feel like if I was a bartender, I would give him all of my attention. Yeah, you like him a lot though. That's true. This, the she well, this lady was also fed up with me because I was like, I don't know what I want yet. Can I just have a water? So she kept checking on me to give her money. (laughs) So yeah, I'll get there. No, that's that's the point. She kept coming back to see if she was going to buy something yet. Because I didn't know yet. Because I didn't know if I was going to drink. Whatever. That's not the important. That's the only thing they have there. He. The guy goes to pull out... Well, okay, no. Ryan Gosling, like, pushes Irene behind him to get him in between and then they Irene make out and the bad guy. Bit. They make out a little bit. And they do some crazy stuff with the lighting in this elevator during this make-out scene. Yes. Again, the lighting is pretty good. Uh, I liked it. Yeah. 
And I thought that was also just a really sweet moment. I think, well, I you, don't think it was a great moment. I think you, well, we interpreted it differently as well. Because I interpret it as almost a like a distraction. The way, like, maybe like a last ditch effort to avoid a confrontation. But then I don't you know, because he immediately turns around to face the guy. Yeah. But I, like, Carly and I saw it as, like, a... A goodbye. A goodbye, because... Like, this doesn't end next, well for me. The next moment, he knows that everything's going to change. Yeah, then... <laughs> then... Because... Well, and she seems, like, into it. It also goes on too long. It does. Which is, like, because it... The slow-mo in the movie is I'd say used misused. weirdly, yeah. <laughs> like, just, the, there's only, like, three shots that is, you. they you, they flipped a car, and they didn't slow-mo that. They flipped no, two cars. But they slow-mo him standing in a window at an Italian restaurant. They do. They. It's just weird. It's like, fine, whatever. Anyway, so... He gets the guy before he can reach his gun, throws him to the ground, beats him, and then doesn't stop. He keeps ki- he could have kicked one more time, knocked him out, and run, but he kicks his head in, like his head Completely. is flat, and it shows it as a practical effect, which is cool. Yeah, uh, like like Walking Dead zombie caved in head, like yeah. this guy's done. And then he turns around, and Irene just gets out of the elevator, staring at him like, who are you? Yeah. Then the elevator closes. And it's like, yeah. Bye. I I love Ryan Gosling. We've established. If I watched him do that, I would leave too. Well, he also, right before that, he was like, he was they're also, coming for you. And then also he was like, also, I was with your husband when he died. It's Yeah. The little bit I was involved, so don't worry about it. And then watched him cave a man's head in. Yeah, exactly. So that was, um, I my next note was five, because I was doing a body count. <laughs> Take it from here. I don't remember where it goes. So after that, he goes. So my ne- Well, I'll go. Sorry. My list. So that was five. Then the rest of my list is six, seven, nine, ten. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much where it goes from there. Um, so he goes and confronts Brian Cranston's character and asks how they how they knew where he lived because we don't know who and that how they guy knew was about there her. For. Yeah, and he tells him that he he told them about her because he wanted to convey the point that once the money was given back to whoever it was supposed to go to, Ryan Gosling was done. Like he did, he wasn't looking for money, and he wasn't looking to drag this out. He just wanted to be done with. Yeah, it. at one point, Ron Perlman asks what he gets out of it, and Ryan, and Ryan Gosling says, "That's it out to get it. out." So, yeah. so fine. Like I get, I get that that's what he was trying to do. Makes sense. I think it makes sense, but he really puts everybody in danger when he does that, and also, he because he didn't think about it. That guy whose hand. Ryan Gosling broke. Uh, he dies. He gets stabbed in a lot. In the eye and, and then the neck. And then the neck. Well, <laughs> he gets gouged in the neck, I would even say. Yeah. 
pretty aggressive. Like, he does it three times and slices. And we should say this is by the bad guys because he failed, basically. Uh, and it's the mob. Yeah. Oh, and that's also when we learn it's the mob. Yeah. And there's infighting because that money belonged to the East Coast mob. And they're on the West Coast. And Ron Perlman had heard that they were going to use it to start a rival operation. So he had it stolen to prevent that. And could have potentially upset a... He could have started a mob war. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, a million dollars is not chump change for anybody except Jeff and, Bezos. And he did this all without telling the other mobster. Yeah. So there's kind of some infighting there now, which is fine. So then Ryan Gosling goes uh, to... After Nino, Ron yeah. Perlman. So he goes to the movie set where he was working and takes a rubber hyper realistic rubber mask that he was using to double an actor. Yeah, cuz he's the stunt driver for a bald actor. Yes. Which and it's I don't know that that's how they'd really do it, but I'm also not of of everything. I'm a film that, school dropout, so I wouldn't know. Uh that I mean that is how they do it. Um at least I would just think like a bald cap or get someone that's already bald. Well, they they do that and then they touch it up digitally, but now digital has gotten so good that most of the time they can just do that. So, but there, there is a space for that, especially if it's going to be a shot where you don't see the face that much. Like that's definitely something they would do. Well, yeah, and then also like they had a bunch of safety gear in the car, so it was very obvious they weren't really going to see into the car. Yeah, whatever. No police I car has sparkle like, seats. All I'm saying is they could have just put a bald cap on him. Yes, they could. <laughs> but, Instead of this whole but rubber that mask thing of everything that this movie has done up to this point, which is a few pretty gruesome murders that shot of him standing in the window with the mask stalking his next target is the thing that sticks with me the most from this movie really yeah um i think it's almost it's pretty creepy it's creepy and it's almost a like it 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 speaks symbolic of him really going into this other self yeah it's it's the moment where you stop um, kind of aligning yourself with this character and you realize yeah. this, this guy's... I stopped aligning myself the moment he kept kicking. Like yeah. the second and third kick, I was like, but like, I don't know about that. Double tap, you know? Sure. He could have stopped at three kicks then. But he, we saw him kick him like blood spurting up getting on his jacket that he doesn't watch the rest of the movie. I think in that situation, not not that I am equating this in any way to my real life. I hope not because I if, will leave. If I were to imagine being in that situation, I feel like the adrenaline would completely take over. Um, like he, And if I was there, I would I snap you back he, to reality and be like, hey, 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 done, you're stopped, that's good. stop. <laughs> I don't think he made any of those decisions to keep going. But at the same time, I don't think adrenaline will take over you that much. You'd be surprised. I think it was inherently there, too. Well, for his character especially, I think it was inherently in him. Yeah. So, um, so he goes, gets the mask, goes to the Italian restaurant where 
He's having a party. The guy is having a party, and also he owns it. Yeah, and also there's just such a funny shot. I think I snorted. Like I just you did so hard at it <laughs> because Ron Perlman's laughing so hard at something standing next to a woman who does not look like she wants to be there. She actually, yeah. in fact, looks like she doesn't want to be there. Yeah, and it just got me because she just like I've been there. Like that's like you have to make these people yes, laugh or happy monsters. or whatever. Well, yeah, just like in customer service when you're like, <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was a really funny shot, and then also just the the juxtaposition of the shot was really funny. But you know, I also thought it was kind of bold because like, it's like at least pretend like you want to be there. He could. I've seen him kill people. <laughs> like, well. No. He I've never killed him. anyone. I've seen him order deaths. Yeah. So also, Brian Cranston gets killed. This is after that, though. Uh, Was it? Mm-hmm. I think it was during this. Yeah. I'm, they. The shots are one after the other, but yeah. I, it's essentially at the same time. So, so Ryan Gosling follows this guy from the restaurant. And his driver. Him. And his driver gets him out to the open road, runs the car off onto the beach, uh, which we assume killed the driver. Well, next to a cliff, and yeah. then he and then he comes out of nowhere and T bones them, flips the car onto the beach upside down. Yeah, and we assume that kills the driver. Uh, then he drowns Ron Perlman in the ocean, which for some reason he just ran out to the ocean. But you know, whatever. So. While this is happening, Brian Cranston's character is killed. The other mobster guy takes a straight razor and slits vertically down his arm. You know. It's a really gruesome, and it's also like a really sad scene because you have never once hated Brian Cranston's character. Yeah, and he's they just a they set soul. a pretense that they are on good terms and that they're friends. Yeah, he's also, he's friends with like, practically everybody and in you the get, movie so far you get the distinct feeling that it really is nothing personal like yeah and a I think, lot of this movie feels really personal and this particular scene does not and also he he was saying like the pain's over it's not gonna hurt anymore you're gonna be fine like he really it felt like of all the ways that people died in this movie this one was probably one of the least painful yeah uh, because he really did care about his friend, mm-hmm. but also he couldn't. Yeah, keep living. <laughs> um. So then we get to the phone call, and he says, "You know, where's my money?" Ryan Gosling's like, "Look, just take well, it." Well, and he goes and finds. Well, and one of the worst parts too in that moment is. The money was there in the garage. It was in the car in the garage that Brian Cranston dies in front of. Yeah. So and so the the mobster was in the same room as the money. Yeah. Which I think that was also a really good shot of just him finding Brian Cranston and then opening right there. Like it was right there. Just right take behind it. him. Yeah. Like he was leaning on it. Yeah. So they talk on the phone. They agree to meet and exchange the money um, and talk about terms. Yeah. So they meet at a Chinese restaurant called The Wall. 
because it's also established earlier in the movie he loves chinese food yes um they meet there they talk he says no one knows about the girl except me she can stay out of this if you give me the money i can't promise the same for you you're gonna have to give me the money and turn around and don't look back just keep moving so fine they go out to the car he opens the trunk and and hands over the bag and just is immediately stabbed right in the tummy and then he immediately stabs the other guy around the neck it looked like it well and that's another shot that i really liked because you see him you see his arm rearing back to stab him and then it goes to just their shadows yeah uh, against the the pavement, and I thought that was really clever. And so you, especially and for like the, that's the final death. There's a little bit of ambiguity as to who's winning this because one character is still standing. Well, you, you can, can tell see the it's gloves. very subtle. Yeah, you can yeah. see the gloves, and also they had different hair. Ryan Gosling yeah. just has Ryan Gosling hair, so his shadow is kind of recognizable. But it was it is one of those like, it still could be the other way. Um, and I think that would have been a good shot to end on. Yeah, I think so too. But they didn't. They didn't. And then at this this same time is when Irene goes to... Well, no. He calls her. He calls her before he goes to the meetup because he knows that it's not going to go well. Yeah. He's like, hey, I just wanted to tell you this was the best... You guys were the best thing to ever happen to me, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right. Uh, very heartfelt. Very blah, blah. heartfelt. She doesn't say anything. I thought that that was a message on the answering machine. It, it might not have been. Be... I just thought that. It could be. I don't know. It like it doesn't matter. I think if she had him on the phone, if she didn't in that moment, she still wouldn't have said anything. Yeah. But uh, so, like as this is happening, basically, she's going up to his door. Or I guess it's right after. So Once... after after that shot. She goes up to his door after the the final death. Uh, she goes up to his door and it cuts to a shot of him in the driver's seat of a car that you can tell he was in the middle of hot wiring. Uh, and he's not moving. He's not doing great because he just got stabbed. It is, that's another thing that I like is that he didn't blink for so long. You don't know if he's like dead. Yeah. Which I thought it was really just... That was just really good. But eventually he does blink and you see the car drive off. Um, and that's the other thing that I really liked about this movie is that it doesn't end with him getting the girl and them driving off together and, you know, deciding to face this all together. He just he leaves because that's what's best for everyone. He doesn't say anything to her. He doesn't say bye. She shows up at his door and he's not there. He He's just gone. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... And then it ends. And then it's over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And I it. didn't like it. I don't know if I didn't... Ju I, th I just didn't like the feeling. I haven't really... Like, we finished recording, we ate some garlic bread, and then we... Or we, we finished watching it, we ate some garlic bread, and then we started recording. Yeah. So I haven't really had time to really sit on it. Mm -hmm. I don't think i'll watch this again i won't watch this again i haven't watched it in the last nine years 10 buddy Oof. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
I won't watch it again. It left an uneasy feeling in my tummy. But that was also the point. Yeah, and I think that's why I did like it. Was it it is intentionally unsettling. I wanted to watch something fun. That's what I decided like at the beginning of the fun. movie. It's fine. I I think because I thought it was going to be so fun and then it was not that it's like, oh. And then also to me it felt like it really it didn't commit for a while on what kind of movie it was which i don't know i didn't get that vibe well just because like it felt like a rom-com and then it felt or not like a rom-com rom-com but it felt like a heist and then a romantic thing and then it was action i think i i don't know who directed this i'd like to well Good, but it gives off a news. very distinct foreign film vibe. Um, I don't know this guy's last name. I don't know how to pronounce it. Well, we'll try. No. So foreign. It's Denmark. It was made in Denmark? No. Or it's Danish? He the, the director is Danish. Okay. It gives off a really, a really distinct foreign film vibe in that... Foreign films are never happy endings. Well, yeah, because this this sense of American optimism isn't shared the world over. Americans need to have things tied up in a pretty little happy ending bow. And this didn't do that. And I think that's why I, I like it as much as I do. Uh, I'm not saying I'd like for more things to be like that. I just think, no. you know. Yeah. This was neat. It was deliberately kind of a bummer so the malibu is the car that he drives around most of the time he drives a malibu i'm reading the trivia on imdb okay but there was an impala i think that's reversed it's not because i don't think the malibu is old enough to be the car that he drives around on his own it's a 1973 chevy malibu okay i stand corrected you sit but yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was fine, and I enjoyed watching it, but... I think objectively, it is good. I don't know that it's enjoyable, but I think it is objectively good. I'll give a rating. I think it's like a 7 out of 10. Okay. Better than Hot Rod. Better than Hot Rod. <laughs> It would be better if there were more quotable lines. <laughs> there are no lines. There are no lines. At least not ones that we can say on a podcast. Um, the head stomp scene was severely edited because of the ratings board. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How how is it rated critically? Um, 78? 78. And 7.8. So pretty consistently um fine i mean that's a b ish it's it's a c plus so one thing that i will say i knew oscar isaac was gonna die because uh i just i just remember seeing an interview with him when i guess this is a, a kind of spoiler for the new star wars trilogy 
he was Poe Dameron was supposed to die but Oscar Isaac went up to JJ and was like dude my character always dies could I please live <laughs> like I don't care if you write me out I just don't want to die and so he's in the whole trilogy so that's one of the things that I knew he like I knew he was gonna die yeah they the driver was supposed to die yeah you get that impression that the ending was kind of changed I don't know overall I like it I'll check back in another 10 years and see how I feel about it that's how I feel about it yeah I mean it was fine if you're looking for that <laughs> body kind of count movie, 10 baby I counted correct <laughs> if you're looking for a slightly depressing sometimes action sometimes thriller Perfect. I think it's fine. I think it's just one of those like I really wasn't expecting anywhere where it went. Yeah. Um, which isn't a bad thing. It's just well, and that's that is I guess one issue with going into things so blind. But that's the way we should try to do this most of the time. And that's how I try to watch movies. Like I don't like even movies or games even that I'm really excited for. I won't watch trailers. I won't watch really anything yeah i just did so that, that with I go the last in. star wars and was severely disappointed i've yet to see uh the night it's on the plex server i cannot be bothered <laughs> to watch it yeah it's not very good and that like really upsets me because i was ray for halloween in 2016 like i love ray and now i don't because yeah. i know what happens he's not very good not anyway that's what i hear but yeah i think the movie was fine i don't know that it is a classic by any means i think it definitely could fit well into a list of i think it was good and i think it's one of those that it subverts a lot of expectations yeah and there's a subset of movies that i think it definitely belongs in and i think it's a good one of those i think it would go well in the same vein as like it's not the same quite it's not quite the same genre but like uh nightcrawler yeah that's what that's what i'm saying And, and like taxi driver maybe yeah as far as those kind of movies go although i guess those are all just like (laughs) people that drive and go crazy and kill people (laughs) yeah i guess spoilers for those i think it's a pretty good one of those like yeah i would say very very specific in the genre i think it's fine um it's not really a thriller it's not really the drama isn't really that interesting to me it's a revenge tale really i think yeah um i just don't think you get to know the driver well enough to care because i I think a lot of your caring and like feeling towards him and and it's a lot of subtlety in ryan gosling's how he played the character but also for me i think if it was played by somebody else i wouldn't have cared as much probably Um, and then i'd like also i saw a thing that said hugh jack he like Ryan Gosling replaced Hugh Jackman, that would have been a different movie. Yeah. Which I don't know if that would be good or bad. I think he would have played the crazy better, and I it literally would have had more lines because Ryan Gosling worked with the director to cut most of the driver's lines out. So it would have been, like, 
completely different. But it's... I don't think it was groundbreaking. I think it had really cool effects. It had really great effects. It did, yeah. So if you're looking for just a movie with cool practical effects, this one's for you. Uh, A lot of really big names... And I think that randomly, yeah, yeah, but and most I of think... them weren't that big of names at this point either. Like Breaking Bad hadn't come out yet, so it, had, Cranston... it started in two thousand eight. That's why they hired. Oh, did it? Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's what the trivia said. Well, I don't remember that being that way, but yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> but that makes sense because I watched the whole thing with my dad, and it we it was like, what was it, seven seasons? Something like that. Yeah, and he died in twenty fourteen, so. Like, yeah, that yeah, <laughs> that sense. fits, huh? Ron Perlman at this point was mainly Sons of Anarchy. was like the only thing he was really doing. Sons of Anarchy and a little Hellboy here and there. Yeah, Christina... Christine? Christina Hendricks? Hendricks. Uh, I don't think Mad Men had started yet. Mm. Um, maybe. Maybe, yeah. And then... Those Oscar are, Isaac. He wasn't was doing anything yet. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. And I think he played that character really great because especially with that character, I think in he's probably only in the movie maybe 10 minutes. Maybe 10 minutes, yeah. Yeah. And I think that he I don't think he steals the show, but I think he's he one really of the more plays, memorable characters. Yeah. He really plays the conflicted like he he's a really conflicted guy and he wants to do right by his family but he also can't quit it all the way yeah and he, like i love that scene where he's standing off to ryan gosling and even though ryan gosling's not giving him anything back he kind of establishes like hey if you're a threat we're gonna cut that out right now yeah but he also genuinely thanks him for helping take care of his family while he was while he was gone so yeah and, and also again it's one of those things like if your kid likes somebody you like them um and that kid loved ryan gosling but yeah i think that the the performances were really strong mm-hmm. i think the writing was fine i think it it wasn't stand out i think it was good for what it is yeah. It's it wasn't up for awards or anything, but Yeah, and I don't think the story was anything to write home about. No, so but it's also just a classic story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it really had any new I don't think it offers anything new to the genre. I think it's done very well, but I think it's a a, a well-worn tale. <laughs> yep. Um but with cool practical effects that those things don't I well choreographed driving. Very well choreographed. Uh, Ryan Gosling learned how to drive a bunch of it. Good practical effects. Great practical effects. Yeah. Good. I, I it, would say it did everything. Good framing. Incredible framing. Incredible lighting. Really good atmosphere. I think. I think the issue that I have with it the most that would isn't because I'm saying some really great things about it and I just I liked it okay is all of these things separately were so good, but together they didn't really mix as well as the parts separately, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
Um, like that, that yeah, like that incredible framing and lighting. It's like this is a car movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it fits really but well like, in the scenes it's in. That said, I watch a lot of Top Gear, and I am always really fascinated with the way that the camera people get the shots that they do because they like sure, half yeah. of that show is just framing cars and they do it really well so yeah i guess i just appreciate that and yeah and i think i think that it does everything it's trying to do very well but since it's so like i've seen every aspect of it on its own yeah and so that's it's not another really thing super is like, memorable I came to this having seen a bunch of car movies and being a, a relatively interested car person and a big fan of action. So I guess if I wanted to watch a revenge movie, there's probably a different one I'd pick. And, and if, if I wanted watch to watch a car, a car movie, movie, yeah, I'd watch, watch The Transporter. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't, it's not stand out in any way. Really. And it's not bad at all. I think every, I I think it's definitely. I would recommend it. I don't know to I, who. I think, and I don't think I would specifically recommend it to anybody. But it's like I think if it's you're one thinking of those movies, about watching it, watch it. It's good. Yeah, I think it's one of those movies that like check it out at some point. Like it's it's something. There's still a corn. They're talking about locking down Austin again. <laughs> like, yeah, you will have some time on our hands. It's not bad. It's one of those things where. And for a while, at least, it was a part of the zeitgeist. Uh, people did talk about it for, a while, and it still and comes I up. I don't now remember now. that at all. I do, but I don't remember if they said good things or bad things about it. But it's one of those things where it's I like think they said medium things about it because it's got a seventy-eight, which is like I don't know the most medium number, like more medium than seventy, I think, because <laughs> it's like it's not quite good enough to get a B. And it's not bad enough to be like a true C. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't go lower than C when it comes to critic ratings. So, Or my high school's grading but system. But it's one of those things like, um, I, I don't want to say, all of the movies that I can think to say are considered classics, and I don't want that to be what you interpret from this, but it's like... Yeah. Like... The Godfather. You might not be particularly interested in it. It might not be your favorite mobster movie, but like, you should check it out at some point. Yeah, it's, it's one on of those my, like just on my list. Just watch it. You know, it's. I worth mean, watching. and that's a classic. I don't think this is a classic. I yeah, and that's exactly what I don't want. I guess a better comparison would be like, I don't know, like the original Friday the Thirteenth. It's not very good. But, but that's also a classic it in its own. But that was also groundbreaking at the time. And you can appreciate that for what it is. Okay. I think what I'm... I know what you did last summer. Not very good. Not considered a classic. You know what? I think this could have been a great made-for-TV movie. It, it Yeah. Like, good... it's better than that. <laughs> or, but like, maybe a, like a Netflix one of original. Those... Yeah, it's one of those, like, it comes on TV. You don't have to change the channel. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, you might even stick around through the ads every 10 minutes in between. Like, so if you're not sure what to watch and it's an option, like, yeah, it's not bad. Check it out. You get to honestly, I know I said this a lot when we were watching it. Ryan Gosling looks so good in this movie. <laughs> well, and, and like the lighting really helps. And I, I also think that 
this is going to sound weird, but his coloration was really good for the shots. Like his blue eyes and his blonde so, hair, I think, really reflected the light really well and also worked. Like uh, when did. he's driving, the, you can, you, the, the green lights and the red lights are reflected really well in his eyes. I think the palettes that they chose for this movie really complement him as well. Yes. So, yeah. And also, he's Ryan Gosling. Dope jacket. Dope jacket. That okay. We didn't talk about the jacket at all. It's silver with a golden scorpion on the back. I think it's white. It's like and it's that it's it's knitted in that diamond pattern. Yeah, Yeah. quilted. With a scorpion just across the entire back. And it's awesome. Yeah, that's a really cool jacket. (laughs) I don't think I would wear it, but I think it's too much of a statement. I don't have the confidence for it. Yeah. Exactly. It's a statement piece. But I like almost, I almost was like, whoa, does he drive for the Aldecaldos? Like <laughs> it looks like one yeah. of their jackets. It's like a costume, but it's cool. Ryan Gosling can pull it off. I don't think we could. Mm-hmm. It is. For how much? I've looked into it. For how much is his jacket available? Um But yeah, we should probably Get close Ow, to wrapping it up we didn't there. even introduce ourselves i'm tanner <laughs> where can we find you tanner uh just don't look for me right now i'm i'm going through stuff do not perceive me <laughs> i'm on twitter at pod schneider uh, you can find me twitter instagram twitch at the queen kaiju you can find us at channel3media.com this uh podcast will have a twitter one day um i want to name it something really dumb so stay tuned it's not it's at c3 film school and you can also find our other podcasts um i guess the other one's just c3 or is it channel yeah. three or c3 channel three and uh and spoop troop, troop. Um, we had a couple more we were talking about but i'm gonna be honest i don't think we don't have the time for i don't that. think so <laughs> not right now Maybe once we get more established in a routine, but we haven't recorded Spoop Troop in how long? It's been a while, but I've been, man, I've got some good topics. But yeah, what? um, what? Quick update. Uh, This is Spoop Troop related. This is not for this show, but I'd like to throw it out there because I want to tease it a little bit. Okay, well, it's, I, okay, go for it. I was contacted by my sister who sent me a link to someone from the uh, Mineral Wells Weatherford area talking about the goat people <gasps> oh that's actually super exciting and we'll have a uh, goat people 3.0 episode hopefully soon but yeah that's all this has been our this other has podcast. been channel three film school we'll be back at some point with a different movie if you have ideas you can tweet at us yeah i guess tweet at us personally or tweet at us personally okay. or go to our website channel three media.com yeah i'll set up a forum on the website feel free to go there and recommend a movie by the time this is out we'll have a twitter going <laughs> <laughs> okay bye okay bye with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.